You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days, relax, and let's chat. Hey, so welcome back. We are on episode 22 of the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. Again, I'm Heather. I'm glad to be here. And for whatever reason today, I am fighting back a lot of yawns, so I apologize. (laughs) So today we're talking more about some practical things you can do in your life to eliminate your scrambling and your decision fatigue and all the things that make you just flustered. And then you take it out on other people in your house because you can't get all the things you need to get done in the day done. So we've talked about managing your time with time blocking and all these great, wonderful things we can do. Well, another thing I like to really hone in on is morning and evening routines. Something to recognize about these is that they're going to change with every single season in your life. Like ours are drastically changing now because the kids are all starting to do all these sports. (laughs) We are doing like all this chaos, but I make sure that to eliminate the chaos right before the actual thing, I do as much of it earlier in the day or the day before as I can. I like to tell people that morning and evening routines are so needed because it decreases that decision fatigue. You scramble less, you forget less, and you're not waking up to a to-do list because you've gotten the majority of it done the day before. So what I mean about waking up to a to-do list is one of my least favorite things I've learned is waking up to dishes in the sink. I know I'm going to have to wash dishes in the day. That's a given. We use the dishes. We have to eat off of them. But when I first wake up, I want to get my coffee. Normally you want to be left alone, which doesn't happen. And then I want to get everybody breakfast. Now, that's going to be all screwed up if there's tons of dishes in the sink. And I have to do the dishes first before I can even make the coffee or the breakfast or whatever. It's a looming, like crap I have to do. So if I can eliminate some of those things and kind of start with that ground zero of my house and we're ready to be, and it's ready to be lived in, then everything else seems to go more smoothly, especially in the mornings. So what really makes routines work less than scheduling is that routines are tagged to things in your day. Tag them to when breakfast finishes, when you get dressed for the day, finishing a meal, And also trying to keep these routines logically done by room so you're not running around as much. So the way I like to go about about every month or so, honestly, reevaluating my routines. Now, I've got some pretty long routines now because I've been working for a good two years on slowly introducing more and more things that I'd like to get done in the day. But my routines are in such autopilot that I am done with prepping for the next day, housework, everything by 7 p.m. Every night, the big kids go to sleep at 7.30. And by 7 p.m. when we're done putting the babies to sleep, I don't have anything to do. I get to sit and read a book or blog or whatever I want to do. I don't have all these things that I'm having to scramble and get done because they're all tagged already to things in my day. 
you're going to make a list of the things that you need to have done before you leave the house the next morning. This is working on a evening routine, really. For us, that's things like having the diaper bag packed, ready to go in the car, having the gym bag packed, ready to go in the car. Things that I need to do in the morning are things like getting dressed, brushing my teeth, combing my hair, making my bed, all those things. So what of those things can I move to the night before? I could pack the diaper bag and put it in the car. I could pack the gym bag and put it in the car. I could set out my clothes for the next day. Then you're going to list which you don't want to wake up to the next day. For me, dirty dishes, a dirty floor, stuff all over the counters, laundry to fold, clothes to pick out, things like that. So move those things to the night before. Wash the dishes before you go to bed, sweep or vacuum the floor, clear the stuff from the counters, fold and put away the laundry, all those things. But when you start building them into your routine, they happen without thinking about it. You're going to figure out how these things fit into your already existing life routine. And like I said, tag them to items in the same room. I get all the dishes done before we before I make dinner. And then that way after dinner, all I have is dishes from dinner to do. I wipe the counters and get everything cleared pretty much while I'm waiting for dinner to finish cooking. That's what I've tagged to cooking dinner, finishing the dishes from the day and wiping down the counters and putting stuff away. Another thing I tagged to something I do every day is I tag making my bed to getting dressed every day. So without fail, I take my PJs off and I throw them in the washing machine and I go get my my regular day clothes on, which is normally gym clothes. And as I do that, whoop, make the bed. It instantly makes the house look cleaner. Bed is made and it is always tagged to that one thing of the day. It takes me 30 seconds, but it's not something at the end of the day I'm looking and going, oh, I never made the bed because it was just without thought. I do it right when I get dressed every day. Then you're going to tag them to those things, like I said, like making your bed, to things that happen every day. For me, I to keep it in the same room and something that happens every day. When I brush my teeth and I wash my face, I then, I normally start by going to the bathroom. I flush the toilet, swish it with some cleaning stuff. And then while it's sitting, I brush my teeth, wash my face, and then I swipe the sink clean, and then I go back and wipe the toilet clean, put it away, throw away any rags or whatever, and then wash my hands, and I'm done with the bathroom for the day. I don't need to go back in there, and it's clean. Uh, as far as putting dinner away, when we're putting dinner away, we don't leave the table or leave the living we don't leave the kitchen to go do other things. We stay in the kitchen. We put the dinner away. We wipe the table. We clean the dishes. And then after the kitchen is done, the counters are clear. Then I always vacuum while hubby gives the kids a bath. So I really suggest figuring out your nightly routine first, because I think it's the most important because it's going to set the next day up for success. So you're going to work back logically. So for us, I want to be checked out by 7 p.m. So I work backwards to make that goal attainable. And this pretty much for me means hustling like a mad woman from 5 to 7 p.m. But once 7 p.m. hits, I have no household responsibilities and the kids are pretty much checked out too. So once you've figured out this ideal nightly routine, and I'll give an example of what ours looks like. So while I'm homeschooling, which is during nap time for the girls, 
I'm homeschooling my son. That's from about two to four every day. And while that's happening, I clear the counters in the kitchen, wipe down all the counters, get all the dishes done for the day, and I start cooking dinner, whether that's just chopping some veggies or whatever. By about 4.30, I've got dinner cooking. And by then, the kitchen's pretty much clear for when all the girls wake up. I also try to find some time in there to fold some laundry if I get a minute because I do a load a day. Then I am able to feed everybody dinner right around 5, 5.15. And right after dinner, my husband and I hustle pretty good to make sure the kitchen's completely cleaned up. But at this time, that just means the dishes I use to make, the pots and pans I use to make dinner and the dishes we used to eat dinner on, whether that's rinsing them off and putting them in the dishwasher or actually washing them in the sink. And we put them out to dry. Once that's done, I scrub the sink down just so that it's nice and clean for the next day. And all that takes is a sponge and some dish soap. And I just scrub it down. Nothing fancy. I just don't want stuff gunked up on there. I also leave a, like, you know, we have a two-parter sink. So I leave the left side plugged in and every morning I fill it with really hot water and some dish soap and maybe some essential oils that smell yummy. And I use that all day. I don't put dirty dishes in that. I use it all day to leave a clean rag to wipe all the counters off and to wipe hands off and all those things. So I empty that side and I clean that out too. But because that nice clean rag is already there, I can just quickly walk around and wipe things down. I'm not wasting paper towels, all those kind of things. That's just kind of part of my routine. I've got this already set, ready to go, so I can easily wipe up messes. So once dinner and everything is put away, one of us adults goes and bathes all the kids. We put them all in our big garden bathtub, and we bathe all the kids at once. So the kids are in there, and they're hanging out, and the other adult is folding the laundry if it's not folded yet from the day putting the laundry away. For the big kids, that means just putting it on top of their dresser so that they can put it away themselves. Or sometimes I just hand it to one if they get out of the bathroom and they can go put it away. Vacuuming the main areas of the house, which is the living room, the office, the little foyer area, and the kitchen, which is just kind of a like it's a, a square. And so we've got all the dishes done. We've got all the pots and pans done. We're ready to start the dishwasher as soon as we're done feeding the babies. The person who's not doing bath is also making the baby's bottles. And then we're also making sure that we bring PJs in to the person who is bathing the kids. PJs and diapers for the little babies and all that kind of stuff. So the person that's bathing the kids gets the kids out, gets them all dressed, checks everybody's fingernails and toes, see if they need to be cut, does everybody's ear gunk, um, gives everybody their vitamins, gets them all dressed, combs their hair, all that kind of stuff, and then sends them out. And then we've got two fresh, clean babies. The floor is, is vacuumed. The laundry is put away. The kitchen is totally clean. The kitchen table is totally clean. And we put the big kids in their room, and we tell them that they need to clean their room. And if by the time we're done feeding the babies, which is about 10 minutes, their room is not clean, then they don't get to watch TV. And so the big kids go in there, and they clean. And I'm not too picky with how they clean. I don't approve of just shoving things, but... I like it organized by bin and they're not going to do that because they're five and two. So anyways, they clean while we sit in the dark and feed babies. And then we put the babies down to sleep and we go check the big kids. Very rarely is the room not clean by that time. Even if it was a total disaster, they at least pick it up somehow. 
And then they get to go sit on the couch with mommy and daddy while mommy reads and daddy snuggles with them, watches TV and the night is over. So sometimes if we have extra time while I'm making food or before bath time, if everybody's playing and we finished dinner kind of early, that is when I make sure that I get book beds packed for our homeschool co-op the next day. If, if that's coming up, uh, ballet, gymnastics bags ready, soccer stuff for soccer practice, the diaper bag packed with formula and diapers and a change of clothes and clean bottles and all those things ready to go. And my gym bag, which has my computer because I record podcasts at the YMCA and all these things. So that way, the next morning when I'm trying to get four tiny humans in the car, buckled in, ready to go, I don't have to think about if I screwed up. Now, let me tell you, there are some days when I neglect to do the gym bag or the diaper bag thing. And it throws me completely off because I'm used to having the bag in there ready to go. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten somewhere <laughs> recently when my brain hits a fog and I thought I did my nighttime routine and I didn't. I had to put the baby, one of the babies, in a pad because I had no diapers in the car, in the bag, nothing. I put her in a grown woman's super extra pad stuck to the inside of her onesie. And then the next day I made sure I had diapers, but I did not have any pads. And so I had to use a diaper. I can't believe I just said that on a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so because this routine is so normal for me when I screw it up and I don't do it, it throws my whole day off because it's more things I have to think of during the day when it's all happening. So basically the moral of this story is, is my routines are not going to work for your routines, but as a mother, as a wife, as anybody who cares for anybody else, scheduling doesn't work. All that's going to do is let you down because you're going to look at the clock and realize you're behind schedule. What you need to do is set some solid routines, routines like tagging simple things like making your bed and brushing your hair or taking a shower, tag those into your day so that they are not neglected. Those things you don't want to neglect or that you can't neglect, they are tagged into the day. And then you don't have to think about them and it makes your whole life a heck of a lot easier. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at Holy Hot Mess Mom, as well as in our exclusive Mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S. So we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.